0: Good evening, Penguins fans. Happy Thursday. Hunter Hody is here back with another episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast, fresh off the Penguins' 6-1 to drubbing of the Los Angeles Kings. For today's episode, we're going to focus on the first segment, the goaltending for this matchup and how big of a deal it was, especially from the Kings side because the Penguins had brilliant goaltending. And the second segment, we're going to get into the players that I thought bounced back with this, with this game, especially Jeff Petrie and Chris Letang, a couple others. And then for the final segment, we're going to get into some other thoughts and observations from this contest. And again, just look at how good this team has been to start the season. So that's all coming up right after this drop. You're locked on Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter, at ll And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, as I said in the intro, the Penguins absolutely blitzed. The Los Angeles Kings, a six-to-one final. The Penguins are now three and oh and one to start the season, seven out of eight points. Probably should have all eight if they were have been able to defend that lead against Montreal, but you will still take seven out of eight points every single time. And a big reason why they have seven out of eight points to start of the season is the play of the goaltending. And that showed again tonight with another spectacular performance. From Tristan Jari, I said coming into this season, one of my big bold predictions was that he's going to be a Vesna Trophy finalist. He is definitely playing at that level right now, coming into this game in a couple starts. Had a 938 save percentage, goals against average below two. It's going to stay that way after this performance, that's for sure. Had almost a 40 save um, game tonight. Save percentage is probably going to go up to about 940, 941, something like that. And, you know, also tonight at 5v5, had all 25 saves at even strength. His expected goals against was 2.1. That is how, so he was expected to give up two goals. He was that freaking good, especially in the first period. He saved seven high-danger shot against, so those are shots about 5 to 10 feet out. Medium danger, about 15, 20 feet out. That's nine uh, saves that he had, and then low danger, uh, that's about, you know, 30 feet out. More than that, seven out of seven. He was awesome. If you go to all situations here, expected goals against 3.9. Yeah, That is just insane, the level that he played at tonight. And other stats here, 11 high danger saves at all situations, 13 medium, and then 13 low danger. He's been a wall... To start this season for the penguins. And I'm really hoping that some people start joining me on the bandwagon that he's gonna be a Vezina Trophy finalist because if he does keep it up, keep this up. I think it's only a matter of time before he does become a finalist at the end of the season. In the first period, you know, he was the reason the penguins were getting a chance to, you know, break the ice and go up one-nothing and then two-nothing and then three-nothing going in to this to the first intermission. You know, he was making timely save after timely save after timely save. And some of those chances. Were how do I want to say it? A couple of them were high danger. They the Kings only had two high danger chances in the first period, but a lot of them were still decent chances 15 20 feet out. And Jari was slamming the door. The penguins really weren't connecting on a lot of passes out of their defensive zone. I thought they were kind of being suffocated in the neutral zone, they weren't getting a lot of offensive zone time which obviously led to the Kings outskating them pretty badly in the first period, but Jari was able to shut the door, which then led to Jan root to his goal. And then Jake Gensel scored. And then again, <clears throat> the, the floodgates truly opened, And this game was over by the first intermission. He was the main difference to get this game going in the right direction. I have to shout him out first to begin this episode. On the other side, the Kings goaltending <clears throat> not good at all. Cal Peterson, I was definitely a little bit surprised that he was starting this game. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I know Jonathan Quick came into this game less than a 900 save percentage. I think his goals against average was over three. But still, I figured they would kind of go back to him here. Peterson just started the other night. Three games and four nights go back to your, the number one that you had last year. But nope, they went to Peterson. And um, I definitely think they m- maybe regretted it just because he was pulled directly after the first period. The Ru took goal. Kind of weak, I would say. Just a goal that, you know, some traffic in front, but that's from like 55, 60 feet out. You got to be able to save that. Gensel goal, I'm not really going to blame him there. the third, But the third goal, though, you know, one that I think he could have saved. So I'm not really surprised that he was pulled directly after that third goal going into the second period. They tried to get a spark with Quick coming in. It didn't work. He gave up three goals himself, but... I think that's the the, the goaltending is the main reason why the Penguins won this game. Tristan Jari played like an all-star at one end. Cal Peterson played like a replacement level goaltender um, here. If I can go down to the Kings on ice here, if I can, well, if it will, I guess, I guess, I guess it's not going to show the uh, goaltending stats for some reason, even though they should, it showed for the, uh, actually, no, no, it's the individual one. Excuse me. If you go down here for uh, for Cal Peterson, um, you know, three high-danger shots against, one save, two high-danger goals against. So they got to the front of the net pretty well, but a 625-5 save percentage at even strength, that ain't going to cut it. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're, when your goals against average is basically <clears throat> 10 and you're giving up th- three goals, that's that, that's bad goal 10. And, you know, the Kings were as advertised in the first period, you know, they focus on a lot of shots from the medium danger ranges and the low danger ranges. And they have quantity over quality, um, but their goaltending was not able to be good enough tonight. And uh, you, you saw that that's for sure. So I think that is the main reason why the penguins were able to be victorious in this game. I even tweeted at the time of the first period, I have no idea how the penguins are up right now, just because you know they were getting brutally outplayed, but the funny thing is, I did check natural stat trick and the heat map, it really showed you know, the Kings, again, a lot of their chances were to the outside. The Penguins are doing a really nice job taking the slot away. And at the first intermission, the Kings only had two high danger chances. So I think that's a big reason right there. And the Penguins were also controlling 56% of the expected goals. So we believe that wraps up this first segment for today's recap episode. Again, shout out Tristan Jari. Great start this, to the season. I, I'm not sure if he'll get the game on Saturday. I mean, they may give him a rest, but um, he was making great save after a great save tonight. And, you know, I can't be more thrilled with his play right now. He continues this up. He's going to make a lot of money, whether it's by the Penguins or it's someone else. Um, I will gladly say that. But coming up in the next day, we're going to get into some players who I thought had some really nice bounce-back games tonight, including Jeff Petrie and a couple others that I do want to focus on. But before I get to that, BenLine is your number one source for betting betting football and the start of the new basketball season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BenLine remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is online where the game starts. All right, I'm back here in this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So getting into some more reactions from this amazing Penguins win for you Yinzers tonight. Um, players who bounce back. That's the big topic for the second segment of the show. Um, let's start with Chris Letang. I trashed him on my Tuesday episode. He had a really bad game. I said, this is kind of one of those five to six to seven games, maybe eight to nine, that he's just really bad during a season. That, that, that's just who he is. You know, he's going to play 65 to seven, at least 65, at least probably 70 really good games. The rest are probably going to be crap. That was one of them. You move on. He played a much he played a much more disciplined game tonight. Wasn't turning the puck over too much. Looked great in the offensive zone. Had a couple of assists. Was moving the puck well, was defending well in his own zone. Much better performance from him. And um, if I can go to NST here and look at the overall numbers for let's say if I scroll down and find on the defense, I don't know where the yeah, um, only 45% of the Sean attempts. At 5v5. So, I mean, that's kind of eh, but you know, scoring chances-wise was fine. You know, he's going up against the Kopitar line, so I'm not really too worried about that. But it was a much better performance, I thought, from him, I test-wise. Jeff Petrie had a miserable game going up against the Canadians on, on Monday. Much better game tonight against the Kings. Had three points, got his first goal of the season, and fun fact. For you all, this is going to be sad, but also funny. With Jeff Petrie's goal tonight, he has tied John Marino's goal output from last season in four games. One goal in four games for Petrie, one goal in 82 games last year for John Marino. I know Marino might be a little bit better defensively than Petrie, but the offensive upgrade that Petrie provides, it's not even close. So, I thought he looked great tonight. I figured he was going to bounce back after that poor showing. Took some penalties. Was responsible for the penalty that lost the game in overtime when Kirby Dock scored at the at the uh, side of the net. You know, it's great to see him playing with Evgeny Malkin most of his minutes. Gino badly needed an offensive defenseman like him, and I'm really glad that uh, Ron Hexall was able to target that Over the offseason. I mean, tonight, 58% of the scoring chances for the Penguins when Petrie's on the ice, 50% of the shot attempts, high danger wise, if I can find that here, um, about 40, well, three to five. So not that good, but scoring chances wise, definitely much better um, compared uh, to last game. And then the top line, also much better performance. I'll shout out all three. Of those guys, Sidney Crosby, he had some very vintage Sidney Crosby-like shifts tonight. He even had one late in the third period that I think would have brought down PPG Paints Arena. He came into the offensive zone right side of the ice, right? Comes in, kind of does a little bit of a dangle on a Kings defender, gets around him and pushes the puck just wide of Jonathan Quick. If he scores there, that's probably one of the better Sidney Crosby goals um, that we've seen for as long as we've been watching him. Um, but I thought he had an extra oomph to himself tonight. Has continued to be top five in points. I believe that's now he has now seven points in four games. He is um, on a mission uh, to start this season. That's for sure. You know, he lives very quiet against Montreal. Um, one of their young defensemen, Gouley, basically allowed like one shot against when he was playing against him. I think he played like 12 to 13 minutes, even strength against him. Very uncharacteristic for him to be shut down like that, especially by a rookie defenseman. Uh, he definitely did not take kind of that, and he had a much better game tonight. Also, we'll say that to Jake Gensel, though he also was just taking a beating. One's from Brendan Lemieux with a dirty elbow to the face, takes a puck to the ear. Hopefully he is okay. Um, I tweeted this at the time. Just please get off the ice with like 11 to 12 minutes remaining. I do not want to see him um, on the ice remainder of that game. Thankfully, the Penguins listened. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have an update pretty soon if they have not had one already. And yes, actually, they are just they just tweeted this out, the Penguins account, that is. Um, Jake is being evaluated right now. Mike Sullivan said he doesn't have any specifics. Um, as far as the hit, he said he thinks it was late and unnecessary. That was the Brendan Lemieux hit. So hopefully Jake is okay. He was able to skate off on his own power. Um, they cannot have an injury to him at this point, especially with how he played tonight. He got his third goal of the season. Watch what he does on that goal, by the way. You know, Latang puts it to the front of the net. Jake kicks it to himself off his skate to his stick. Boom, in the back of the net. It's it's little things like that that make Jake the goal scorer that he is. Because, you know, a lot of players will kind of just try to maybe kick it (laughs) into the back of the net. You know, they won't try to think about kicking it to their stick. But, you know, Jake, again, you give him the smallest amount of time, it's going to make you pay. 10, out of Ten times, and that's what he did on that goal. And also, Ricard Raquel, he gets another goal um, this season. He had a really night, nice, just a really good job to cut to the front of the net and clean up the garbage. At least I believe that's his uh, second goal of the season. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm making sure that I remember that he scored against Tampa Bay. Um, when I was uh, in the, in the, in the building, I'm just, I'm just trying to, no, no. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to make sure here. Yes. That was his second goal. who thought I had a brain fart there for a second, but getting back to the actual goal. Sorry about that. You know, Petrie bombs it from the point Peterson doesn't have, it goes off the post, just kind of sits there and Raquel cuts to the front of the net directly from the right and is able to get that angle with the puck put in the back of the net. You know, that's, that's a goal scorers goal, clean up the garbage. Really nice job from him on that. I thought the entire fourth line also bounced back tonight. Uh, Shout out to Ryan Paling. I thought this was easily his best game in a Penguin uniform. He had an absolute blast for a shorthanded goal. Um, Gets his first of the year. You know, he definitely looks like the kind of player that would thrive in Mike Sullivan's system, a very, you know, good skater, someone who has a wicked release, can play decent defensively. You all know my thoughts on who I would have on the fourth line when Teddy Bluger's back. Um, I think at least tonight he solidified a uh, that Twelfth forward spot. You know he was very good, and I look forward to seeing him potentially play like that a lot more in the future. Um, so yeah, I got the top line, got uh, i think I think I got most of the players that had bad games from last time, Brian Doomlin, I will say shout out to him. I thought he was much better tonight as well. didn't really have any glaring mistakes or anything like that. I was on the ice for. 42% of the shot attempts, you know, 31% of the scoring chances. The numbers aren't going to be that good just because he's going up against uh, top competition, but you know, he was fine. Last but not least, though, one player that I do want to shout out that's had a great start to the season is Marcus Pedersen. Watch the decision making that he has going right now. When he was on ice, the Penguins had 52% of the shot attempts, about about 87% of the expected goals tonight. <laughs> 70% of the scoring chances he is on a mission right now he, obviously those trade rumors i think really screwed him up i wouldn't say screwed him up over the offseason but they definitely affected him just because he, he wanted to stay here and um i think he's definitely if he has if he wasn't cementing his roster spot In the first game of the season, he's definitely doing it right now. Watch his decision-making in the defensive zone. His first pass looks crisp. He's defending that net front area a lot better than he used to be. He's also doing well in the offensive zone. He's looking great next to Petrie. I think that has the chance to be one of the best second pairings in the league with how it's looking right now. So those are the players I really wanted to shout out for this segment, to say the least. Um, Evgeny Malkin looks great again. Brian Rust. Also looked fine. Jeff Carter got another goal. Had a much better performance tonight as well. I'll add him. I thought Carter, for as bad as he was defensively in the game against Montreal, thought tonight, bounced back in a big way, was able to get a goal. His second of the season. And hopefully this is the version of Carter that we keep seeing for the rest of the year. Now, coming up in the final segment, we're going to get into a listener takeaway that I believe Alan T. Yoder just sent me. And finally, we're going to touch on a big milestone that Mike Sullivan just hit tonight. So stick around for that coming up in this final segment. All right, I'm back on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO, underscore Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So the big one, obviously, so tonight, this is he's been trying to get this for – Well, I guess the last few days. But congratulations to Mike Sullivan on his 300th win as Penguins head coach. No other Penguin coach has ever gone there before. You know the fact that he's been here this long, even though they've had playoff failures, goes to show how much the organization values him. No, not just as a coach, not as a teacher, but you know as a person, as an ambassador to this franchise. He is the perfect coach for this team. I would not, I would do not want anyone else coaching this team for this foreseeable future. Right now, I think it's hard to argue that he isn't the best coach in this franchise history. I've been saying for a while that I think it's between him and Badger Bob. I think right now, with the work that he's been doing, you know, last year with the COVID and the injuries, the year before that, they won the division with the injuries. I know they've had the lack of playoff success a little bit lately, but I think right now he is the best coach in this team's history. And I think a lot of people need to realize just how lucky you are to have him as Penguins head coach. You know, they're playing a very disciplined style of hockey right now. Before checking hard outside that game against Montreal, they're defending well. They're scoring in bunches. They've scored 18 goals in their first three home games of the season. I mean, that's just unheard of. Basically, this is Mike Sullivan and Penguins hockey, and you are seeing it firsthand. So, Mike, congratulations to you. You are the perfect coach for this team, and hopefully the Penguins are going to be able to get some playoff success for you all, for you at least, this year. Now, getting to a listener takeaway from Alan T. Yoder here. I appreciate you uh, sending me this, Alan. He goes, they looked pretty sloppy for some parts, but still good. Raquel's goal was definitely one of the two best I've seen in person. Petrie definitely made up for Monday. And, yes, Alan, the Petrie tonight, as I talked about in the last segment, was very good making smart decisions with the puck. He has a bomb of a shot from the point defensively. He cleaned up a lot of his issues, did not really take any penalties. His pairing with Pedersen looked much better. It was a cleaner performance from him. And again, you can just see the upgrade that he brings offensively to this team on a nightly basis. It's not even close. And yeah, as you said, the Raquel goal, awesome one too. The the way he was able to cut in behind Cal Peterson there um, and get that goal was awesome. You know, just the angle that he had to reach back and put the puck in the back of the net. You know, that's, that's awesome stuff. And and again, yeah, you were right, Alan, they definitely looked a bit sloppy, but they were able to clean it up. And um, for the game, you know, just looking at the overall game stats, now that you were on the subject, Alan, uh, Penguins only had 45% of the shot attempts, 45% of the scoring chances, 43% of the high danger chances. But, you know, They had all four goals at even strength. They were close to 50-50 in expected goals. In the third period, the Penguins actually dominated the Kings in a lot of those categories, 79% of the expected goals, 81% of the scoring chances, and 61% of the shot attempts. And they also had 51% of the shot attempts in the second period. So again, after a little bit of a rough first period, even though the Kings only had two high danger chances, they were able to clean things up and deliver a dominant win. And I said coming into this game, just to wrap this episode up for you all, this was a big test for the Penguins just because the Kings, I think they're easily one of the four best teams in the West coming into this season. You know, outside of Colorado, Calgary, maybe Edmonton, I guess I would have the Kings right there. They got a lot of skill in their top six, very deep team, good defensively. So usually their goaltending is a lot better than this. You saw... Them play at a high level in the first period. They just weren't able to sustain that once the Penguins started to get some goals, even the, just because the, the, the Kings' goaltending had an off night tonight. But I think that was a statement win for this team 3 0 1 to start the season. And now they embark on a massive road trip. You know, they go on the road tomorrow. They'll to play Columbus on Saturday. I'll have a full game preview for you all for tomorrow's episode and a look ahead as well with some other topics. But you know, it's hard not to be excited about this team right now with how they're playing. They look like a sure playoff team. They look like a fringe Stanley Cup contender. And if Tristan can, deliver, can continue to deliver this kind of goaltending, I think this team can be a really tough out in a seven-game series. I, I've said it all the time. It really just comes down to the health and the goaltending for this team. Knock on wood, the team is healthy right now. Also, knock on wood, the goaltending is also playing at a very – very high level. If both of those things can continue for this entire season, this potentially could be a very special season for the Penguins. And also shout out to Jan Ruta. Got his first goal as a penguin tonight outside of paling and Petra. I thought Ruta had a really nice game. He's been a great fit. These first four games looks like a natural in the third pairing. If he, if he was able to play again, if he was able to play well, Victor Hedman on the top pairing, these, these should be baby-like minutes for him. I mean, he, he should be able to crush these. And he's so far, he's been doing that, to say the least. So I got, no, I got no negatives tonight for you all. I got nothing bad to say about the team. And, you know, 3-0-1, seven out of eight points. It's a great time to be a Penguins fan right now. And, you know, it's a great time to keep following the show. I'll have content for you all every single weekday throughout the regular season. Keep it right here on Locked on Penguins. I really appreciate all of you listening. I'll be back with another episode on Friday to preview the game on Saturday, and then we'll also look ahead to the Western Canada trip, and I'll preview those games during the episode as well because the next episode I will bring for you all will be on Monday, probably be a full game recap. So, again, thank you all so much for listening, and I'll talk with you all on Friday.